1970. It was 50 years ago. That's so crazy. That, that it's mad. It's actually mad. But yeah, it feels like 30 years ago, like tops, but it's not. And that, I hate that. I hate it so much. Um, yeah. The 90s been 30 years ago. <laughs> it's just crazy. Ugh. It's mad. Anyway. We've got Machek here today, the first ever guest on the podcast. Yeah, the first guest. Welcome. Yeah, I'm privileged. Oh, <laughs> yeah, boys, you're good. Exactly. I'm not bad. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Coping as, uh, as much as we can in these weird, weird times. You do, like, so much stuff. Um, <laughs> you, you spend loads of your time doing so many different things that i can't keep track of it anymore like we yeah mate no sort of, one sort of can like we're, um, we're talking about the podcast yeah. we're scrolling through and it's like oh what's my check doing nice like oh, he's done like 90 different things it's like yeah yeah exactly and it's just like mate even like my own friends like much what the fuck are you doing like with your life like no one actually like you're doing this and next second you're doing this i'm like i've got because i haven't got like one narrow thing that i'm doing so it's just sort of here, there, and everywhere, but yeah, we can do that. Amazing. Okay. Well, what what is your like? Wh- what do you do? Like, what are your vi- what are your different ventures? I guess. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I guess I'm trying to do like a few different things at once. Um, so, backstory is my first like thing that I always wanted to do was music. Uh, growing up, I've like played in like loads of different bands and stuff. Yeah. And um, I played like. Most recently, like in Manchester, I was in a band called Broxino. And then due to uni, um, I had to move to London. So basically what happened is like I went to, uh, I, I studied like creative media and music for two years at college after like dropping out of sixth form. Um, because I, basically I started studying like psychology, English, um, sociology, all that. And I was just honestly like hated yeah, it, like yeah. absolutely hated it. Uh, just because I'm like a very creative person and I just couldn't concentrate on stuff that I don't know like I feel like creative people we can't concentrate on things that we're not interested in and like I just thought fuck it like I just need to go and do what what I really want to do which is like media graphics etc so I remember I literally like got um I got off the bus one day and I was just like yo fuck this I'm just I'm not gonna go <laughs> go to sixth form today and like I didn't tell my mum or anything and then I just went to an interview for like I literally came back home walked walked back off the bus just halfway I was sat there on the bus one morning I was thought yo why the fuck am I doing like English psychology like I never actually want to go into doing any of this I was like I'm never going to become a writer um or do anything within psychology which like is like I laugh about thinking now because they're like two things that I'm sort of very much involved in um but yeah i just went to college uh went to access creative college in manchester studied there and then i did media and everything and i just thought yeah i want to like i don't want to go down the film route and stuff because everyone was sort of going down the film route and at the time i was um helping working on a brand called florence black which is uh, my friend finn's brand and that was basically like starting to pop and it what started from like doing just make like making a few t-shirts and taking photos just in the street in Manchester of like me taking photos of Finn and just a few of our friends turn into like this whole big thing of um yeah just a big clothing brand that now has been featured in Vogue in loads of different magazines so um I basically fell in love with fashion at that point and I thought this is what like I feel like I want to do so I applied to like loads of different um fashion courses and like MMU and stuff and somehow just because of this like brand i managed to get like 
places in uh, most of my unis. And then I applied to uh, London College of Fashion, which when I applied, I was like, this is a bit of a long shot because it was like the best like fashion school in the world. Like, I was ranked like number one and stuff. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to get in. And then I remember I was on holiday and, and I was sort of giving, not giving it the big one, but my, par- my parents were sort of saying, oh yeah, cool. Like, yeah, you've got into all these unis, but like, just watch, you're not going to be able to get into this unit. I remember having like a fat, fat argument with my dad on holiday being like, I promise you, I'll somehow, I'll somehow win it. And then I remember I went to London just thinking, I was saying to my mom, I was like, mom, this is a waste of time. Like, I'm not going to get in. I was like, people, so many people apply for the, for this course and there's like not that many places. And then went there expecting absolutely nothing like my mind was completely set on like living in manchester purely because like i was in like my band was there like i wanted to do music and i just wanted to do fashion everything that i had was in manchester i absolutely loved the city and yeah i went there and on the spot they just gave me a place they were just like at the interview which usually they tell you like oh cool yeah we'll we'll let you know but they just told me like on the like there and then like i've yeah you've got a place and i remember calling my mum and being like mum um i've just been offered like they've literally just said like I've just got an unconditional offer from like um, LCF. And mum was like, what? She didn't believe me for like two weeks. I had to wait for like, a bit of email to come through because um, yeah, it was just like a proper long shot. And then at that point, like everything fucking changed because all my plans for what my life was going to be were just like out the window because I now had to move to London where I literally knew absolutely nobody. Yeah. Like when I say I moved there, I knew like um, one of our friends, Matt Brett from school went there uh he was like the only person i knew in london i've seen him a few times but i literally knew like nobody like nobody i remember moving being like i'm going from like being in manchester where like all my friends are sort of hey i've just been in college here for two years made a load of new mates and like through my band like had a load of like connections made new like made new friends through that i just low-key like didn't want to let that go and i was a bit heartbroken like fuck like i remember thinking like oh london i'm just gonna hate it it's just not my scene um thinking that it's just this big city where every, like you just you sort of get lost in it and i remember like reading loads of articles being like yeah london's like the loneliest city to live in i thought fuck like this is going to be hard and then yeah literally like the week i moved in just completely like amazed like every absolutely fell in love with the city like everything that i wanted from um university was just there but 10 times more um i just feel i just felt like it's more the crowd of people that i was like my like the group of friends that i have in london now is completely on board with everything that i'm interested in like we all share like same interests everyone's into like arts music fashion etc and i felt like up north there wasn't that much of like there was a buzz in music but in fashion and stuff that i didn't really have any mates that were interested in it um so yeah amazing and yeah it's good like london's london's pretty cool man um bit fucking expensive but you know you can't you do what you do well, to get by so it's all right so it sounds like you've it sounds like you've made the right you've made the right decisions then like changing yeah from mate, this english is... and psychology and then taking the leap to london yeah honestly like i remember i remember having the conversations with my friends because i just got off i remember i was on the bus literally like on on the way to school and my friends were like um because i was just joking around saying i'm just going to get off and literally just drop out of six four and they were saying they were there like, oh yeah, yeah, go, yeah, of course you are, and everything. And I was thought, like, I don't know what it was. I just had a thought in my head. I was like, fuck it, like just on a whim, completely. I just had a thought, and like, do you know when you just get that gut feeling when you're like, nah, this ain't it, or when you're at a party when you're like, right, yeah, I feel like I should get out of here, or whatever. Like, do you know when you just get a gut feeling about something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like felt that, and I thought, yeah, that. I just felt that, and I thought, fuck this, like I'm, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to be happy in life if this is what I pursue. 
So I want to talk about um, the Walrus Foundation because yes. I see it a lot and I want to know more about it. Um, and you know, I, like, I like the, the, if people don't know, well, well let me check, explain it. Um, go, do you want to give us a piece about Walrus? That's great. Yeah, cool. So um, basically Walrus started back in, um, I was, I met, um, while I was playing in my band, Broxino last year, well, last year, the year before, um, there was a lad who started coming to our gigs called Jack Tall. And um, like literally I just met him through our gigs and on a night out um, while yeah, being in college and stuff. And he had this thing going where um, he was basically doing these like 24 hour gaming marathons, but like raising money for mental health charities uh, while doing it. And it made like a little bit of a buzz in Manchester. So like me and him started speaking and then um, yeah, we just became friends and stuff. We'd go on nights out and then I didn't really hear anything uh, from, jack for a while until like the start of this lock the the first lockdown in england um basically what happened is we like me and jack said oh we're going to start working on something together we didn't know quite what it was yet but we were like right we'll do something and then at that time we called it be kind to your mind and we were just literally just going to post a few bits on instagram or like do a fundraiser or two and that was many be it but then um like in my first in the first lockdown i had like a friend who I went to college with. Yeah, she sadly took her own life. And for me, um, this is like the first real experience I had of seeing someone so young and like had in absolute incredible potential. Like this girl was one of the most talented people I've ever met. Um, I remember going to college always like, I just thought she was like the happiest girl, always seemed smiley, had a laugh and a joke of it all the time. And um. And yeah, she was she was dating one of my friends who like again like amazing bloke George, and everything just sort of seemed all right. And then like after I left college, we didn't really like keep in touch that much. Like like we'd message each other like for she messaged me like wishing me a happy birthday like a few um, like a week or two before. Um, but yeah, like I saw that that happened. And it just sort of like proper properly hit me because yeah, when you see something like that, although I wasn't like crazy crazy close with her just knowing that that like that her potential that she will never like be able to live out her dreams and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I read that all of this in the articles with her parents and stuff literally said that she felt like lockdown was going on forever. And that was, yeah. um, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm not hundred percent sure, but I believe that was one of the, um, I think that may have been like a breaking point for her, which is just so, so sad to hear because the girl literally had like the brightest future ahead of her as well. But this is the thing, and I, I never thought that like of oh, suicide and stuff, it's not that common, you don't hear about it at our age. But then when you actually think about it, I went back to thinking that there was a few lads who, from where like um, us guys are from, like the Cheshire area, that that went that we went to school with and stuff, that maybe a few years older, that had like overdoses and stuff. Mm -hmm. You never know that whether these things were linked to mental health, but I'm sure there was a lot of things that, yeah, was there was like mental health was a big reasoning behind it, but due to like, the circumstances it's not maybe talked about and i feel like just the whole conversation around mental health is so not talked about and it's it's got such a stigma attached to it because everyone wants to seem like they're living their best life no one no one like with social media everyone has to perceive that their life is incredible like every day due to like how everyone uh, presents themselves online and it's just yeah. such a like it's it's a toxic environment to be in and yeah. yeah, we basically just thought, right, based off the back of that, let's just try and get a com like a bit of conversation going. And we did a few like fundraisers over lockdown that raised like a uh, few, yeah, bit of money for like mine charity. And 
Yeah, it was basically all, how it started. Is it was literally just me and a couple of friends like wanting to raise a bit of money from like, our bedrooms and stuff over lockdown, and then it turned into this. Yeah, a company now that That's hopefully That's really great we want to take far. I know we've we've spoken well, about. And I was just going to say the same thing that we've had conversations about um, about Walrus Foundation before and things like that. Um, what what we really liked is the the sort of younger people aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a really great target because, like you said, so many people our age have all the Instagram and, like, you know, you what is it? It's like you show the highlights of your life, but then like there's all the behind the scenes that nobody gets to see. Yeah, yeah, and that's 100%. the sort of stigmatized conversation. It comes down to that thing, doesn't it? Where it's like if you're going to take an Instagram photo, and I know people that that will take like 50 photos, and then they'll post one of that 50. When, and realistically, me seeing it on Instagram is like, oh, this person's just taken a photo and put it on, as opposed to like they've spent like I don't know twenty to twenty twenty five minutes trying to get the perfect photo, which yeah, it's not a the, thing. Yeah, this it bubbles down straight back to the whole thing of like what we perceive as or what like so society has painted this picture to be like just a normal person is so far out of reach of what a normal person should be expected just to be. So like, because of the, all, every, all these influences, like these guys aren't to blame. These guys are just like us where they conform to all these norms that have been set just through the standards of society. But the whole thing of like having perfect skin, having like yeah. the best six pack abs, girls with like incredible bodies, this like, do you know what I mean? And everyone's sort of, due to celebrity culture, influence culture, everyone's like, told that this is what like you need to be like and if you're not this then yeah you're not in quotations perfect or whatever yeah and this is the thing that i just feel like everyone i mean everyone is affected by because mate i've done it i've done it when i was younger i used to take fucking so many photos edit them take spots out and like only only like now like 19 i've just learned to not give a fuck but that is again such a hard thing like last year i would have been editing if you look at my instagram photos from last year everything's like posed trying to look good but now i've just it's this one thing of like when you learn to completely just not give a fuck about what people think about you um not in like a bad way where you just stop taking care of yourself but just like not thinking about oh what's this person going to think if i do this or what's this person going to think when you eliminate that, you will literally become such a happier person. Yeah. But then again, it's a hard place to reach, I totally which I completely understand. I, I remember going to like um, high school, and it must have been, God, I don't know. Uh, you get uh, into the later later area of the school, um, and people start going to the gym, and it's like okay, and then they start turning up, and it's like you start to see them; they're becoming massive. Um, and yeah. That, that and for me, I was like, shit. Am I supposed to be going to the gym? Like, is this something I should be doing? Should I be going to get massive? Mm-hmm. And there was definitely there was a point where where I would like go to the gym, um, and then now I'm kind of like I look back at it, um, and I'm kind of like, why did I bother? Like, I don't, mm. I don't. Obviously, staying healthy is 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 a big thing, but you know, I don't need to be ripped. I, I don't need to have like be able to lift a car. Like, that's. <laughs> Do you yeah, kind of think you're doing it for yourself? Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like at that age, you were doing it more. It seems to me like you do stuff like people get the same haircut, the same, like, get the same bag. Skin fade. Or whatever for school. (laughs) Yeah, skin fade. Because, like, if you don't have a skin fade, fucking hell, mate. Like, what is wrong with you? Do you know what I mean? I thought, mate, with our school as well. Like, I don't know about you guys, but looking back now, like, it was literally the most, like, you have to fit in. If you don't fit in, you're a fucking weirdo. Literally. Like, (laughs) 
And that's like there was so much like toxic masculinity that wasn't even fucking masculinity. It was just yeah. like a bunch of lads just like testosterone yeah. levels through the roof. It's crazy. And then yeah, like when you when you leave that you realise like fuck, you can actually be yourself now yeah. without people like I remember this completely kind of like, um, slating you. It's kind of like you'd leave school and you think like what 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 even is being popular? It's like nothing. It doesn't exist. No one no one is like popular because it, it's just a, a thing in school, you know, you think like, oh, I can't talk to yeah. that person because they're more popular than me. And it's like, no, you can talk to them because they're exactly the same as you. It's just this kind of like really weird social construct that forms, especially in schools. Um, and now Massively, it's just kind of yeah. like, you just have friends as opposed to like this weird hierarchy. So, But then again, like even moving, I don't know about like, about where, where you guys study, but like even where I'm from, there's like certain groups where people literally think that they're like so above everyone else. And I'm just like, I don't know if like, yeah, during school, everyone was young. Everyone was a bit like completely understandable. People were daft. There's the whole social construct of, yeah, like these guys are popular. These guys like the nerds who sit in the library or whatever. But then when you grow out, you realize that when you go on a night out now, like all those different groups of lads, like will chat to each other. There's no like weird thing, but that's because we've grown out of that sort of, um, yeah that sort of social construct but also like the people who were popular in high school probably just as popular as everyone else right now like do you know what i mean everyone's yeah. got their own group of friends and um yeah like everyone's on a level playing field whereas when we were younger it was made out to be like you're low like sort of lower down or worse off if you weren't in like this group or whatever yeah exactly yeah. i think we've talked we've talked about this before haven't we george about that kind of that kind of mindset of the, you know, the person that kind of like was really popular in high school and they get to uni and they're expecting to be this super like popular person. And you can see people kind of build themselves this ego of like expecting to be appreciated. And it's just not something that happens like in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been uh, like, I'm at uni and there's people that are there and I, cause I study media and performance. So a lot of it is uh, like 50 percent of it is uh, production work. So we have to kind of work in these big groups and I'm sure you're totally familiar with like, you know, finding like a DOP, finding like a um, someone to manage the cast, someone to do hair and makeup and stuff like that. And there's people that yeah, come yeah, in, yeah. they've got like thousands of followers on Instagram. They'll, they'll spend like, for example, I won't name any names, but there's a girl I know um, who has like the most well-produced Instagram ever and she can't change a plug. She's useless. And I don't want to work with... <laughs> They're like, if I have to pick a team, a, a crew of people to do something that's one, productive and two, like efficient, uh, I don't want that person. I don't care how popular you are. Like, if you can't do the job, meh, whatever. I'll, I'll pick someone else. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, again, that, that's, that's the thing with like, with skills. Well, it's one thing that I want to talk about as well is the whole who you know versus what you know. Because now in society, I don't know what it's like in media, et cetera, but in fashion and in music very much now we're moving into a industry where it's a lot of who you know versus yeah. what you know because Definitely. you see certain people just blow up due to like having a contact here there and everywhere and making contacts is huge and like if you have this big ego about yourself or you try to be like someone that you're not and yeah you won't get those contacts and like just being your being yourself and networking networking well and just literally being nice to everyone that you meet that is going to get you so much further than like, yeah, like you said, building up this ego of expectation that everyone's always going to think mm. that you're like the shit. It's great. So I would highly recommend following Walrus Foundation. It's it's at Walrus FND, isn't it? 
FPS? Uh, at the minute, we've changed it. So we've just done a rebrand um, because originally what we wanted to set out to be is like a foundation where we'd be like a charitable organization. But now due to like just seeing how the pandemic's worked out and stuff, we just don't think that there's like a media outlet for like specifically targeted at young people. Um, that is just a bit like raw and unfiltered because yes, like mental health, you need to do the whole um, like people will promote. And we've done it ourselves, like the meditation, do a bit of yoga, like write down one thing that, you have, that you're thankful for, right? Mm-hmm. But realistically, when someone's in such a down place and they're struggling with things like addiction, self-harm and like suicidal thoughts, to tell someone like that, oh, go go outside and think of one thing that, that you're grateful for or like go and do a bit of meditation. Realistically, someone's just going to fucking think, fuck that, like I'm in such a dark place that that shit doesn't matter. Yeah. What we want to do is really get a point, like get across like the reality of mental health and how raw and dark it can be at times. It's not just this one thing that, oh, sometimes you just have a bit of a bad day and that's it. For a lot of people, it is that. But for a lot of people, it's they find that they wake up in the morning and, so, and sometimes they like they hate waking up in the morning. And we want to give, we just basically want to inspire and motivate young people to know that they can do like amazing things with their lives and that there is help out there and that by checking up on your friends by trying to stick to a good routine by practicing healthy habits you can come out of a dark place and come out stronger on the other end because yeah i mean there's there's articles on like on um on different i'm not going to name just because i don't want to get myself like in the future in trouble or whatever <laughs> but there's loads of outlets that, that write about mental health and you can tell these these are written by like guys who've got a journalism degree from third, like yeah. that are like 50, 60 yeah. years old that are trying to appeal to young people That's who don't really understand the climate. Yeah. And mate, I know I know that my friends who were struggling with mental health, me when I struggle with mental health, I'm not just sad and sit in my room and eat Ben and Jerry's. I'll go out and I'll get, mate, I'm going to be honest, like, I will go out, get myself fucking wankered because I'm feeling shit. And that's the reality. There's people who turn to drugs, people who like smoke excessively, other, other addictions that are really unhealthy. And sometimes like we just want to put across that that's not like a crazy, crazy mental thing to be doing because this is just the normality of mental health. And we want to help people who are in those situations just to find like a glimpse of hope and essence. Honestly, go and check them out on Instagram, Walrus Foundation. You can find them there. It's the, the stuff they post is great. You know, I know a lot of people make these kind of Instagram accounts and they're like, oh, check us out, follow us, whatever. It's consistent. Honestly, the uploads, you it's well done it's professional it looks really good and like Machek said you know this is something that's aimed at younger people rather than your generic kind of if you're sad phone this number like please we can't yeah. we can't urge it well, like go and check it out um yes we can't recommend it enough we uh yeah we we see a lot of posts um obviously you don't want to name anything but the the ones that just assume like having issues with mental health or being depressed, for example, is just that, like, sitting in your room, eating ice cream, whatever. And it's not like that. And then the solutions aren't just, like, you know, go for, go for a walk. It, that might not be for you. So, like, the directness of what Machek's doing is something that we can all appreciate, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, I mean, it's one of those things as well, like, I want it to be build a community as well where people can, if they have a problem, I mean, listen, none of us are like mentally health trained or like crazily experienced with big degrees. Me, like me and Jack and the team, we're all trying to do like these courses, like first aid mental health courses and basically educate ourselves as much as we can. And I feel like because it's something that I'm really interested in, like psychology and mental health, that yeah, going back to like fucking hell, I've stopped writing and like, didn't like didn't want to do english or psychology and now i'm like trying to run like a mental health company and write like articles about 
mental about yeah psychology is just a bit fucking weird concept <laughs> looking back everything comes full but, circle that's yeah it. <laughs> yeah i just i want it yeah exactly i just want it to be a place where like i had a friend from uh that like you guys will know as well um from home who literally just had an issue and he was like listen me and my friends are struggling with this could you maybe do an article around this we were yeah. like bang yeah straight away sent it to the group to the team group chat and we're going to bang some posts up about that and that's what i want this to be like where if someone's struggling they personally may not just know how to tackle it We'll do the research and we'll put it out there for you. Like yeah. none of us get paid for doing this shit, like at all either. So like, so just yeah. But because I, I don't think we make this clear, this is like none of us are doing this to like make big money out of this or make it some crazy like that we're sat behind posting these accounts because it's making us some sort of money. Like we literally just want to do this to, um, yeah, just to help people out because we were all struggling ourselves and we thought, fuck that. There's no good outlet that's doing it, um, that's speaking from like a young person's perspective. So. We want to basically fill sort of that gap in the market. Incredible. Well, you know what? We'll 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 bring that to a close. Thank you, Bacek, so much for for talking to us today about that. That is yeah. something we that we wanted to like go because when we started this, we were like, right, we'll get guests on. Um, and the, one of the first people that came into my head was you. I was like, Bacek, he does so much stuff. He does so much good stuff. Um, let's get him on. Let's get him talking. Um, however. We aren't done. We would like you to stick around <laughs> and give your input to a couple more sections onto the podcast. Of course. Uh, uh, you know, Sam, you want to talk about this part because this is this is <laughs> this is something coming out quite quite soon. This um, is funny. This is so this is so funny because um, we've just had such a great meaningful segment. Like yeah. we've brought in a guest and the tone has totally changed. And for the first time, <laughs> the podcast has been so meaningful and so like outreaching in in, in exchange for the stupid shit that we talk about. We can a week out <laughs> mate it's, it's good balance this is what i mean like sometimes you need to be serious but then mate everyone needs to have a laugh do you know what i mean okay but yeah th this is well, another extremely serious conversation coming up now um, oh yeah yeah well <laughs> go, go ahead well, please <laughs> obvi obviously people watching avid cinema you know cinema enthusiasts will have seen the king kong versus godzilla trailer <laughs> the king kong um, versus godzilla yeah. trailer there it is. Uh, who have you got, George? Who, King Kong who, versus Godzilla. Who, you mean who am I wagering my bets on? Congo, yeah. Congo Godzilla. Yeah. I want to say the monkey. I'm not gonna lie. I want to say the, <laughs> like. I I've just got this feeling that that. You know he's he seems able, although he can't swim, which may be a downside. <laughs> you know I don't want to make any assumptions yet, but I'm gonna say the monkey. I, I don't know why. What, 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 what do you think? Well. well I think that the fact that the monkey has the ability to use his long arms to throw hands is definitely a one-up <laughs> on Godzilla. I don't know. I just don't think you can bite something like that. Oh, sorry. So you're saying that yeah, you're saying that Godzilla won't win because he can't throw hands, bro? In the trailer, thirty seconds after King Kong sees Godzilla, he throws him that right hook and sends him to the ground in like a ten-second clip in the trailer. <laughs> Oh, my Millie Bobby Brown returning for the second Godzilla episode. She's just oh, she's so is this so with this is, is this legit? Like, oh my God, Warner Bros. have actually done this. Yeah, no it's good. No, I mean, for me, for me, I'm thinking, how the fuck are they going to make like something that interesting about literally Godzilla and King Kong? What is it just going to be a fight like the whole way through? Exactly, like, that's what I'm thinking. I mean? Like, what is it? Is this going to be yeah, 120 minutes of me sitting there watching this monkey beat up a giant dinosaur? Like, is that yeah, is that what I'm paying for? You have to wonder what. What they, what's gonna actually happen? Where does the in, in like, I mean, I'm thinking like the production, the production cost of this must. I like, I don't even want to think about how much this film costs to make because, like, with 
all all the effects and everything. It just looks ridiculous. I mean, I'm watching the trailer. It looks all right. Like, the, uh, at least the CGI is, like, pretty decent as far as I can tell, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's probably not great. I mean, it, it says here that their budget for this film coming out March 26th, 2021, um, Godzilla vs. King Kong is 160 to $200 million. That better be a good CGI. CGI renderings of cities being collapsed. Exactly. You know, and, and that's metal. Like, I'm excited to see the narrative because, and I'm, I also feel like I'm going to be semi-disappointed. I'm either going to be blown away or disappointed <laughs> because it's either going to be, like you guys said, just a big fight for like two hours or it's going to have some kind of like underlying meaning, some great like emotional, emotional like attachment to, to the audience and something's going to happen where people like fall in love with the two characters, you know, maybe they come together and fight something else, but I don't yeah. feel like that's going to happen. Well, I always so wait, thought that. Wait, so what was the budget? What was $200 million. $200 million to make Godzilla versus King Kong versus Godzilla. Exactly. Mm, money well spent. Money well <laughs> I mean, like, I'm looking now, you literally have, like, I mean, epitome of cinema, like, just gold of cinema. You've got, like, Reservoir Dogs cost $1.2 million and Pulp Fiction cost $8.5 million to make. I mean, fucking oh, like $200 million to yeah. make... <laughs> yeah, a film about a fake dinosaur and a fake ridiculous. I mean, fair enough, but I just hope it sells for them. Like, yeah, oh. that would be quite, quite the box office. <laughs> what bomb. if it just flops? Like, if, like no, if nobody goes and sees it, and it makes no money, I'm going to see it based on this because yeah. I want to see Kong throw hands. That's all. I mean, you've said it now. I want to. I want to yeah, see. Trust me, he's got. Uh, imagine if he starts coming out with some like UFC stuff, puts him in an armbar. <laughs> Well, that's, that's it, isn't it? He can like, he can throw like the Donkey Kong moves now, but Godzilla can't. He can barely move. What's he gonna do? Yeah, he's got little hands, hasn't he? He's kind of got those like little like, ones that kind of like bend over. Like, like I don't. Yeah. I guess he can swim, but that's not that's not cool. I know in the trailer there's a fighting on the water. Nah, no, there's in the trailer there's a there's a there's a shot of them fighting on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, and Godzilla and Godzilla gets knocked out by King Kong. Oh really? Yeah, that's oh. when he gets hit in with the punch. I want to see, I want to see King Kong pick up Godzilla and like do do the the Bruce Wayne Bane thing and like just oh, watch the, the, the monkey, backbreaker. Like, yeah, watch watch Godzilla watch Godzilla's back get broken over King Kong's knee as he just tosses him into the ocean. Like, I feel like they're gonna do like a Batman v Superman though, where, where they like team them up to fight to fight some like bigger villain or something or, or are they don't gonna, know what's bigger than Godzilla are they gonna are they gonna bring kind of like the mega shark versus giant octopus narrative which is where they kind of fight but they run out of <laughs> money what they, so, so they fight oh oh have you not heard of mega shark versus <laughs> giant octopus uh, it's not okay, on well, my it's, it's a must top watch. films of all time right it's, now. A, it's, it's, it's a must watch no. it's a whole franchise anyway so in the end spoiler alert for mega shark versus giant octopus is they um they kind of ran out of money, so the fight doesn't end. They just kind of like the octopus like gets its like tentacles around the shark, and then they just it goes all inky, and he, they just fall into the depths, right? And that's it. There's no kind of like winner, no conclusion. So yeah. I'm just praying. Hold on. So they they, they finished the fucking film with no. They, there's a film about mega shark. There's literally it's called Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, and you don't find out who wins out of the mega shark and the giant octopus. No, they just sink to the bottom of the ocean. And that's what I'm hoping. Okay, I mean, imagine, imagine there's like a boxing fight. So this like Floyd Mayweather How and gonna say uh, that? Logan yeah. Paul happens, and then and then halfway through they just both walk out and like like just they stop boxing in the middle of a fight and just walk out, and everyone's just sort of left like left sat there like. 
hold on, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. what the fuck? How have they got away with that? Just, well, oh, they'll just both sink and, and what, die? Like, well, well, that's what I hope doesn't happen with Godzilla versus Kong because I don't want I don't want it to be like a setup for another like Godzilla versus King Kong 2. I don't want that. Like I want to see some kind of finale, some kind of like resolution to this whole thing. Like why are they fighting anyway? Is it just cuz they're like primal animals that that want to scrap? They just they're just mad. Yeah, oh, well, you, know. you can't you can't name your film like Kong versus Godzilla and then have everyone on Twitter like us speculating who's going to win and then not show like yeah, someone guess. winning putting like verses in the Need title fulfilled. you know you can't get away with that yeah <sighs> i mean yeah fucking hell like imagine world cup final and like there's just no winner like pff, fuck it off why not see not even that yeah. like the other thing i want to discuss is the fact that godzilla is bigger than king kong no he's not he is no, it's not. right here in the 2014 <laughs> film no, he's not. right godzilla is shown to be roughly 390 feet tall okay whereas kong in skull island who the fuck is measuring this <laughs> stuff, by the way? Who's who's there with like a little like a laser or like a ruler in millimeter? It's the scene like the scene where Godzilla gets arrested and they what take his mugshot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. So Godzilla is roughly three hundred ninety feet tall, and King Kong okay. in Skull Island barely cracks the hundred foot mark. So yeah, but they say he's still growing, and in the trailer they're the same size. <sighs> He scaled up. He got. He I got. Don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this. It does say here, yeah. <laughs> however, as seen in the first trailer for Godzilla vs. King Kong, the two behemoths look to be around the similar same size. Yeah. <sighs> I want that explaining it. That better be explained in the film, otherwise, I'm throwing hands in the fucking cinema. <laughs> it's going to be George versus. George versus. <laughs> Me versus whoever else has come to watch it, even though it's going to flop. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. My bet's on Kong. That's it. Mm. Yeah. I'm hoping Kong as well, not gonna lie. Yeah. Godzilla's had it too good for too long. He's had too many films, you know. <laughs> yeah. Too too many wins. Too many massive wins. So I hope he gets clapped. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Oh jeez. Easy ways to make money in your twenties. Oh, we were looking at that, weren't we? We were looking at the um I don't know if you have you seen this stuff, Machek, about the 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 stock markets and one. Oh my days! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. GameStop. <laughs> George, do you like have any? Well, I don't know any coherent explanation as to. Well, what I know is not, and that's not much because my understanding of the stock market is not very big. However, I do know that um, the. GameStop was a failing company, and it still is a failing company. This is the weird. This is the point. It's so strange <laughs> that it was a failing company, and for some reason, it was something to do with shorters. Now, I'm not entirely sure what shorting something is. You can go and do your own research for that, but um, it, it essentially made people. It pissed people off, especially on Reddit. This was like fueled by Reddit, and people started mm. buying um, up game. GameStop uh, stocks, and I think some, yeah. I think it was Elon Musk who just went in and like bought a lot, a, mm. a, like a lot of them. He invested like a lot of money into the stocks and just shot the price up from like like it was like twenty twenty dollars to like three hundred dollars. So yeah, because of that, he made like a lot of people rich, and he also destroyed a lot of hedge fund managers. Yeah, um, I feel like the Reddit traders they found out that 
there was a hedge fund using um, GameStop stocks uh, to like keep them low to you know I to see. keep the hedge fund in business. So they found this out and then bought up loads of Game GameStop stock ah. just skyrocketing the price. It was up t- it's up two thousand percent or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just That's losing this hedge fund billions of dollars. That's you know this is this is what happens but the thing is it, it hit what like 300 dollars a share like a uh yeah and and now it's just dropping i mean yeah i can i can check it now it's like what is um gamestop uh, yeah so if, value you, that. if anyone's looking to make money then invest in some like failing business in a couple of years it'll be picked up when and it's pray. discovered that it's been it's been abused. yeah and pray that Man, i mean even with the whole rise of crypto like with making money in your twenties, like um, so, basically my thought because so I dropped out. Well, I didn't. I deferred for a year this year because basically I looked at uni and I thought like, oh my god, what is uni this year? Oh, like I'm god. doing a fashion degree online. Like, how does that really work? Um, <laughs> so I deferred and I thought, fuck it. Like, I, I just thought that it'd be a bit shit, which it ended up has like it is. And um, I was basically I got offered like at the same time got offered a job working for uh, a gaming company. Uh, with one of my friends uh, who started it in Manchester. And basically, we we work fully based off like cryptocurrency. So I've done like quite a bit of research into it. So all I'm saying is if people want to make money and you've got a spare bit of like, I don't know, say you get, you get your mom sends you like 20 quid or whatever, or you've got a bit of extra money lying around, put your money into crypto. Bitcoin, Ethereum, it's... Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here promising anything, but... With how it's looking, crypto is the future of. Yeah, yeah I think that, that kind of that kind of decentralized um, idea of currency people really enjoy. They don't like that third party. They like the idea that there are no banks involved and that it is just kind of one to one. And I mean, to go back to the GameStop stuff, on the twenty seventh of January, the the stock shot up to three hundred and forty seven dollars a, uh, a stock, like a a stock, and. <laughs> But now here we are, fourth of February. They're now worth sixty dollars. So yeah, you had to get in. <laughs> yeah, and in that. So you, some people might have been really lucky and extremely rich now, but it's over. It's over because as soon as more people find out, you know, people start buying it, and it and it, you can't make the profit that you can. Like you would have been very lucky to. Let's say you owned like a hundred, a hundred like, I don't know, shares in in. GameStop before, and then suddenly you, from it being like ten quid, and it goes up to like three hundred pounds a share. You're making a lot of money there. So, but like you said, yeah, I've got some. I've got some some stuff in 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 uh, Ethereum. Like it, it's it looks like it's going the right way. But like Ethereum said, is yeah. I'm really hoping that I think that Ethereum and Bitcoin especially. Um, Oh, I think Bitcoin definitely has, I mean, the potential of Bitcoin is incredible. I think Ethereum's not talked about enough, especially in just like normal climate. I think in the actual crypto world, then yeah, people like people who are into crypto will know about Ethereum. But um, you say it's the average person, I don't think a lot of people will know. Um, but yeah, same with when people like, how many ever, like 50, like how, uh, like 10 years ago or ever, when people just had like loads and loads of Bitcoin. I remember there's a guy who's, the guy who set up um, Ethereum uh, he said something that like he had loads of Bitcoin, like he just got paid like 10 Bitcoin or whatever to do something. And then he spent like four Bitcoin or like six Bitcoin on just like buying a pizza. Imagine if he just kept that, wow. like <laughs> just 
didn't spend it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the guy's not complaining. He is fucking rich now. But like, <laughs> there's so many people who like had Bitcoin and just thought, fuck it, I'm going to buy like a t-shirt online or like yeah. a baseball hat or whatever. Yeah. And then in reality, what like what you you could have bought like I don't know pizza for like twenty Bitcoin. Imagine what with it being at like what twenty seven k now. Yeah. Like imagine. Ridiculous. I actually know so, a really good example of this. Um, Fifty Cent had this album out ages ago when Bitcoin was like a thing, but obviously nobody knew about it. And he accepted Bitcoin as the payment, and he made like twenty. And he made like twenty five million dollars <laughs> off of this like people that had just bought the album in Bitcoin because they're just getting rid of it because they... To think that at one point you could buy, like Michek said, a pizza with like, I don't know, four Bitcoin. And to think now... 50 cent album. For four Bitcoin, you could put a deposit down on a house. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. Like, that's that's incredible. But... Yeah. Man, every... This is the thing, like... 50 was onto it years ago. 50 just like had advisors in the right places. These guys have advisors, right? I'm so I failed to believe that like 50 was like 10 years ago, like, fuck it, let's look into crypto. I just feel like he had someone going, listen here, mate, come on, get it. It's like, just do this. It's not gonna, you're not gonna lose out on a lot of money, but there's potential here. Same with like now, like, mate, Soldier Boy. Do you remember Soldier Boy who like did like crank that and all that? Yeah. He's now all of a sudden doing like, yeah, trying to get into crypto. And I looked because I run like the social media for um, for my company. And literally, we're just like a text. We're just a gaming startup from Manchester. And like, there's only like um, like eight of us or so in the team. I think six. And um, and yeah, it was literally just one of my friend's companies that uh, he hired me to work for him. Like fucking love working there as well. But um, And we start, yeah, they started literally from nothing, just like an idea out after uni. And we've been going for like two or three years now. And um, on Friday, I just looked like, on Twitter. I was like, fuck, what's this? And then my like Josh, my boss, messages me and goes, fuck, Soldier Boy just tweeted that he wants, like, because we have our own cryptocurrency. He's, like, tweeted us being like, I want in. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Soldier Boy's <laughs> now getting onto it. He's trying to get into crypto again, probably because he's got advisors in the right places. Um, well, there you go. But, yeah, mate, everyone's sort of trying to jump onto it now. But the people who are onto it, yeah, like 50 years ago, they're winning right now. <laughs> Hey ho! Well, there you go. Do you know what I think? I think we can we can round it off here. This was this has been you know time absolutely flies, especially when when we talk and we get into stuff and it's like you just don't realize like how how much and how long you talk for. Um, but it's been great having you on. Like having guests is great. I think we have when we get the right people, the dynamic is just great. You know, especially when we talk about the other stuff. Um, and and like we said before, go go and check out what Machek's doing on Instagram. Go and check it all out uh, in the description of this podcast. You'll be able to find some of the some of the accounts that you can follow. Um, but no, yeah, like thank you for coming. It's been great. Yeah, thank you. No worries, Cheers, mate. Sorry, you cut out for me for a sec. That's I couldn't hear. But yeah, <laughs> mate, honestly, pleasure. Thank you very much for uh, for having me on. Really appreciate it. It's been so great. Well, it's been uh, it's been fun. There you go. So. Thanks for listening, guys. Second episode into 2021, and it's still going. We're still here, you know? All those people yeah. said they're starting podcasts. We're still here. So, yeah, where are your podcasts? Yeah, where's, you've got the Instagram account, but have you put out any content? No. So. Exactly. Trust me. I mean, mate, I'm literally, sat, I'm that guy. I'm that guy who's like, fuck it, like we're going to start the war as podcast. Now I've got this new <laughs> podcast that we're doing about all about mental health. And yet again, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> waiting around to get a studio and everything. Yeah. Mate, but smash it. Honestly, what you're doing, lads, is quality. Proper loving it. Amazing. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you for everyone for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on yes. Sam and George's Maiden Voyage. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
سيء 